welcome back to The Back Pocket, the one podcast that dares to ask, what if Alastair Clarkson coaches in 2023? And what if Dustin Martin moves to Sydney? It's been a week. I'm very tired. No one, uh, no one else name, has asked those questions No one once. has asked those questions. I've not heard anything. About, Alistair Clarkson retired and then I heard nothing about him. It's actually <laughs> it's been really weird. Um, <laughs> my name is Jack and I'm joined as always by Alistair. Hello. It's, uh, yeah, we did football. We, we watched less than normal, but we watched the bits and then we, yep, football happened. It's a great start to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, yes, it was not a great, fun good week for football it was just kind of it was kind of dull yeah um across pretty much all games i remember getting to the end of the week and i can't remember what game it was and i was looking at it and i was going oh the outcome of this game literally doesn't matter like <laughs> yeah amazing that the game that ended up being the most watchable was free on port yeah um which no one had which port should have won down there bingo like, card. absolutely should have won um probably shout out to essen and sydney that was a good game also okay well done essen for being it, it, the position they, they were in, in that game they rolled over earlier mm. this year and they pushed hard, came back. It was good. Well, it's typical of Essendon. All they need is a little bit of Drake Stringer magic to draw them into a game. Uh, Charlie Dixon did the same thing for Port. Yeah. Um, you put your big forward man in the mid, mid, midfield. Um, the Jeremy Cameron tactic, I guess. Yeah, I think he had no goals up until that quarter and then kicked two in a row and yeah. then. They and then gave away 50 that almost cost them the game and then mm. kicked another one. <laughs> it was a quarter. It was a quarter for Jake Stringer. Um, yeah, I guess that means you start the votes. I do, I and I'm going to start with my number one vote, which is unusual for us. Uh, number one you start vote. start with five this week? No. Nah. Oh, okay. Number one goes to Daniel Rioli. Yep. Um, In my special mention, very close. Yeah, yeah. He had a, he's had a great season off halfback, to be honest. Reinvented himself. Was it, fell out of their best 22. It's one of those seasons where he's all-Australian adjacent, I would say. I don't think he's had quite a good as good a season as people like Sinclair and Doherty, for example, but... He's been really good um, for them off halfback, and he was everywhere in that game. He was cutting them up. Uh, as soon as he saw a little bit of space, he was from D50 to forward 50 in about five seconds, uh, it and it was huge. Really good, and credit to West Coast for how they played that game. Um, I think it's it's cool that they're playing a style of football that is just fun now. Like They, 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 they know their season's over. Um, and now they've got some players back that are seem to be playing a style that is just go for it. That mm. It's just balls to the wall. They were out of that game and then back in it probably about three times before Richmond finally kicked away. Yeah. Um, and I was rooting for them. I was like, it would have just been a crazy upset to mm. happen. You know, they lose to Richmond by 100 points at home earlier in the year and then get within punching distance of them at the MCG. It was really cool. Yeah, well, we were all expecting it to be another... Well, not as bad a uh, thrashing as it was last time, but, but we at least comfortable. It like it wasn't this close. Uh, I mean, the final score did say they weren't in it, but it didn't reflect. I think how enjoyable the game was. No. realistically, um, my one vote was to Sam Taylor. Um, That's fair. Really good, and he's had a pretty solid season this year. Um, we made fun of him for his game of fresh areas earlier in the year, but I, I it wasn't think, just one game. I think it was two or three. Yeah, but I mean, he's. I think he's one of the top for spoils up there with. Um, Got injured this week. I think it's Dougal Howard. I think yep. it's the other one. But those two are, you know, killing it for spoils and one percenters. Their one percenters um, are impressive. And I think it's just been hard for GWS this year because they've just been dominated so much that I think he's missed out a bit mm. um, in terms of how good a football he's played. But yeah, um, and then and then everyone gave their praise to Himmelberg when he turned it around. So <laughs> um, so yeah, no, really good effort, Sam Taylor. Um, I really enjoy his game. Um, my one, my one. Yeah, that's a one. Uh, my two, he's been threatening for a couple of weeks now. I'm giving it to Keaton Coleman. 
Um, Brilliant. Had, yep. had my eye on him for a couple of weeks. I said he wasn't far away from getting votes, and here he is at two. Just brought him into the back pocket fantasy team this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How's that going? How's the back pocket going? Any wins this year? Not yet. <laughs> a bit close, though. Um, Coleman and Redmond in. I thought I'd bring in some of our podcast favorites oh, rather podcast than just going players. the stats. I thought I'd go in for some players that we just really enjoy. Sam Collins in the team? He's got to be soon. I've got to do it. Before <laughs> the season ends, got to get him in. Yeah. The last week before finals. Um, yeah, Coleman, I think he had 10 marks he's in the really end. Uh, he's been very, very good off halfback, and they're going to need it, considering Daniel Rich is now down for who knows how long. They've listed it as one week on the website, but they said that yeah. for Zorko when he came back and lasted two minutes. Hamstrings are weird, man. Yeah. They can be terrible, or they can be barely anything. Or, a ham- tweak. or hamstring awareness. Hamstring awareness. <laughs> but no, Keaton, Keaton Coleman has really... Uh, you know, lit it up. I know he played as a small forward for a little bit when he yeah. first started. Um, this role suits him so much better. Absolutely, He's um, quick. A lot of players we see that for, um, mm. put them in the back line. And, and especially for forwards who are forced to make the play, if they were decent as a forward, they'll often be good as a back if they've got that defensive mindset because it's a bit easier to read it than to make it. Um, and yeah, he's been really good since he's yeah, got back he's, there. He's 21, maybe turning 22. He might already be 22. I'm not sure I didn't look. But he's he's got a lot of good footy ahead of him. And I think if they... Um, really settle him back there. He could be their rich replacement yeah. who's not on his way out, but he's he's getting and, there in years. And kind of play that role they tried to get Zorko to play earlier in the year where he was up and down. It'd be nice if yeah. they have a player who actually is set for that role. Um, and I think he looked like he is. He's, he's playing really well. It'll be good to see him and Stasevich kind of trading the tall, yeah. uh, the smalls with uh, one of them locking them down, the other one running off them. I think that'll be good. Um, my two votes was also to a Brisbane player um, is Harris Andrews. Yep. Um, yeah, it was in my special mentions because really I knew I was giving it to Coleman. Yeah, um, Andrews is, and he's been threatening for a little bit as well. I think he's finally starting to come back into some sort of form, um, more than he was at the start of the year, at least. Yeah, so Harris Andrews finally getting in for a vote. Might have had one already, but yeah. he's had he's had a vote. Um, yeah, Harris Andrews again for a multiple time All Australian. It's a bit late in the year to get it, but he's there. Yeah, he's getting there. Uh, my three votes. You've already mentioned him, Sam Taylor. The reason he's so high on my list is I think it. Hold on, I've got the exact stats right here. Um, it was 14 one-percenters and 15 intercept possessions. He only had two marks, so all of those intercept possessions were either ground ground ball bets. Um, And, you know, that's a good game from a defender. Up-gather, as it gets put there on the the dark If you take 15 killing the contests and 15 taking it off the opposition, that's huge. Very impressive. Yeah, so Um, that's three votes easy for me. And I really like Sam Taylor. He's such a good footballer. Um, I remember being heartbroken for him when he lost all of last season. Mm. Um, it might have been the year before. but I'm not sure. I can't um, remember. Yeah, really good footballer. Uh, my three votes was return of the PB50 champion, Nathan Broad. I thought about him. He played really well, mm. um, especially just when West Coast started getting those entries. Um, he was just clearing balls out and getting really good intercepts. I think he went at something like 90% disposal efficiency yeah, as well. Yeah, alongside, I think, 11 marks. Yeah, um, re- really good game. Um, we, we mentioned last week without giving him a vote, how well he operates back there with Vlostone. Well, he's going to have to take over Vlostone's job this week. Yeah. So that'll be I, interesting. I they, they didn't decide to challenge that one. They were like, um, we're challenging it. And then they were like, oh, no. They probably looked at the footage and went, it's mm, <laughs> probably a bit of a waste of time. Um, I think you should always publicly black, back your player. So mm, Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, that that's my three... Um, so that's a fair few votes from this year. More than I think we would have expected before the no, season started. I would have said maybe one or two <laughs> special games. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, my four votes goes to Stephen May. Same. He's always here and about. Um, did you say same? Yeah. Oh, that's easy. You can talk then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was brilliant, wasn't he? Um, I didn't expect Adelaide to challenge that much. 
he and Lever both look 10% better when they're both playing. Um, I would say Lever looks 50% better. Yeah, Lever was in my special mentions this week because, once again, he was really good. Their combined effort, I think something like 70% of their disposals between the two of them were intercepts yep. for the game, which is just ridiculous. May had um, 12 intercepts and 11 marks the, or something ridiculous Much like, that. like the West Coast game, the end scoreline was unfair to Adelaide. They were within five points mm. in the last quarter. Um, before kind of dropping their bundle. That's kind of what a good team is. Um, but yeah, I think it was a... Obviously, Geelong and Melbourne, both knowing they were playing each other this week, Geelong had North, which made it a bit easy for them, but Melbourne were always going to play a bit of arm's-length mm. footy because you're not going to you know, bust your gut knowing that you've got a top-table They also played without a recognised Ruckman, which will change this coming week. And they week, so. both of them back. Yeah, um, which is huge. Yeah, Stephen May, I mean, we don't have to say much about him. Nope. He's probably the best defender in the competition. Well, Lo- best lockdown good, defender, at least. Loves a good punch-on, that's for sure. He does. Loves, loves a beer, whether that be with friends or alone, um, whether he's meant to be or not. Uh, five votes for you? Yeah, Jack Sinclair. Yeah, Jack Sinclair. Same. Um, yeah. He's so good. He's ridiculous. Uh, um, I can't believe the football he is playing this year. If you told me a couple of years ago when he was playing just in the forward line mm. um, as a small forward slash wingman that he was going to be one of the best running intercept defenders in the competition playing... What? It's, it's kind of like a hybrid role, isn't it? It's kind mm-hmm. of in between that Doherty Stewart kind of roles. Mm-hmm. He, he, he plays, he comes back so much to do those chop out spoils and marks, um, but also creates so much play at the same time. He's just becoming a, a whole new model for what a backman, you know, is in football. And I really don't think they did it um, as a plan. I think it was them bringing uh, Higgins and uh, but- Butler. Butler in and having to. Like f- having to put him somewhere else, yeah. Um, and I'm glad they did because it worked out for and them. And Seb Ross being back and fit, yeah, as well pushes him out of that wing spot. And I mean, Billings is getting a game every now and then, but yeah, I mean, he's he spent the year injured and then maligned. Mm. Um, but yeah, so he he's owned that spot it all takes the more year. Very close to top, I think, in our rankings. Oh, it have to be votes, yeah. Um, and deserved too, he, he, especially. He's rarely played a bad game I this year. I think he's at, played one game and he was heavily tagged since. Um, if St Kilda's season has gotten worse, obviously they had He's a getting great win on the weekend. <laughs> he seems to be getting better. Like it, it's just uh, he is carrying them when they've needed him. And maybe he's just getting a little bit more of the ball because it's down there it's a, down bit there a bit much. But either way, it doesn't matter. He's playing really well, even if it is in a losing side or a winning side, which it was this week, and he was fucking pretty influential. I do not think they would have won without his game. <laughs> nope. Um, but yeah, it was great. Fantastic uh, game of football. Yeah, so that's um, all of them. That's all of uh, our votes. My eyes are... Definitely looking towards that round 23 game between St Kilda and Sydney. It genuinely could be for eighth spot. Interesting. The way those two teams are shaping up. Um, and I kind of hope it is. I hope that the fixtures fall that way. Because mm. that, that would make that game great. That would be such a good one for the AFL to put. The question is, do they put it on the Friday or do they put Sunday. it on the Sunday? They put it on the Sunday, don't you? don't want to put it on the Sunday. You want to give them the extra rest. That's what the AFL likes to do with that last yeah. round. Yeah, usually put the dead rubbers on the Sunday. It's a tough one. Um, yeah, Jack Sinclair moves from 21 to 31 votes, taking mm. him past Collins. Really? Um, so Collins on 28. You should never do a running tally. Should never Don't do a tell tally. people what it is. It's on the website. Yeah, but check no, one, no one's checking the website. No one's checking the website. <laughs> Except for me. I checked the website. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many votes? Um, and Stephen May jumps up as well to 28. Yep. So he's equal with Collins, which is mm. probably fair on their seasons, I think. Um, but yeah, Sinclair's well-deserved to yep. be where he is. No, I'm happy with um, that. Just so, so consistent. Um. My, uh, I did have some other special mentions. I only have one. Who was your one? I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, we already mentioned, obviously, Rioli and Lever. Oh, um, yeah. I thought Saad was brilliant again. 
He's always um, good. We've mentioned him a lot. But the one I really wanted to bring up was Jake Kelly for Essendon. Ah, mine's I've also an Essendon player. I've never seen Jake Kelly play that well. Neither. That was a, just a ridiculously good game. Um, and I think that it's one of those ones where you worry that now he's set himself a, a precedent for how good he's going to be expected to play. Because I just think it's an awkward position for him because he's taking the interceptor role and that should be Ridley. But Ridley yeah. is a better lockdown defender. So Kelly has taken the interceptor role when I think Ridley's better at both. They're in a bit of a conundrum. And this is not me taking pots I, at Kelly thought, entirely. It's just a bit of a weird setup. And this is quite interesting because <clears throat> earlier in the year we were firing some serious pot shots at Essendon's back line. Mm. Their back line looked brilliant this week. It was the best game I've ever seen Zerk Thatcher play. I... The best game I've ever seen Kelly play. Massimo D'Ambrosio, which is one of the greatest names of all time. Yeah, my special mention is to Nick Hind, who all season has been... Match winner. Genuine terrible. match winner on the weekend. <laughs> but uh, he had a bit of his run back. Yeah. And, like, not aimless run, which is what yeah. he has wanted to do all season. He was sharp. He was good. Um, um, and that could be huge for them if that continues, but uh, I don't yeah. trust Essendon to keep it rolling. Uh, we know how good Redman is. Uh, we've talked about the fact that he's d- guaranteed top three in their best and fairest, I think, with Martin and Parrish. Um, mm. but Peter, best- Peter Wright yeah, probably Ridley gets was- a few. That's very true. Ridley was good. Kelly was good. Um, Zerk Thatcher's best game, I think, as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, Did he wear the long sleeves? He was. Yeah, yeah I liked, liked it. Um, but yeah, it was just a... And it is kind of a new look back line because Zerk Thatcher hasn't played much and D'Ambrosio is in his third game. but Which is weird because I think... They looked really good back there. Um, Zerk Thatcher and Kelly are the ones, right? Like yeah. if Zerk Thatcher's in and Laverde and Ridley are playing, it's a bit too tall, right? Yeah. So does Kelly go out and keep Ridley in or What's do you play all the, four? Um, it's odd. Is there other kid? Oh, I can't think of his name. Reed. Reed, yeah. So the future of their back line if they can keep it playing as well as until yeah. the weekend, looks really strong. Um, yeah, it was a good game. They functioned like a real football team, mm. um, which is... <laughs> after last That's year... That's an insult in itself. It is, isn't it? But like after <laughs> last year, we expected them to play like this. Yeah. Um, and it just hasn't been there. No. When hasn't. they rolled Bulldogs around 23 last year to make the finals, you're like, this team next year should be really good. Mm. And they lost there for six. Um, I have a question for you about West Coast. About West Coast. Yes, and the end of this year. So it's very likely to be Hearn's last year, and it's almost definitely Kennedy's last year by his own admission. Uh, they have three very interesting games to end the year. In round 21, they have a home game against Adelaide. Round 22, they have an away game against Fremantle. And then round 23, they fly to GMHBA to play uh, Geelong. So Kennedy's not going to GMHBA. Simple as that. They won't take him. Does he play his last game against... Adelaide in front of a home crowd, or does he play against Frio? In the Derby? You'd want to go out in the Derby, but I'd, it'll I'd be mostly back, Frio I'd fans. Him, I'd back him to win a Derby for West Coast. So would I, even at his age. He's he still, that he's, kind of yeah. yeah. Uh, I just, I, it's, it's an interesting one because they're very and obviously that, the not going to fly him. The West Coast game a few weeks ago, he was what kept them in it for a long time. Mm. His forward craft is just supreme. Like he's obviously just lost a bit of speed yeah. and he gets injured all the time, but his forward craft is still among the best in the competition. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do there because you want to have him go out against in front of a home crowd, um, not 40,000 screaming Frio fans who are probably going to boo him the whole game for no reason. Um, about but I guess that is a bit of they are justice. They are the on, on the rise <laughs> the West again. Coast fans. Um, um, it is, it is. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't know. I just think that's a, an interesting thing to see. I reckon Hearn will just play out throughout the whole season. Yeah, I agree. Kennedy's the interesting well, one there. Hearn's one. 
that is interesting to me. So North flagged recently, reportedly. It's, never know if anything is true these days. North flagged? That's a weird sentence. <laughs> in 1999. <laughs> um, that they were, you know, they want the idea of what Brisbane did with um, Luke Hodge. Hodge. Hearn is the perfect person for that. Hearn might be too far gone. Well, whether he wants to do it is, is the question. But I don't think there's anyone else in that mould. Joel Selwood's never going to... He's either retiring or playing Geelong next year. Mm-hmm. I can't see Penderbury playing... That that was floated last year and he laughed at it. Um, was him moving to Brisbane? Gold Coast? I don't remember. I don't remember. He basically laughed that off. I can't see any other club's leader doing there's that. Not a, there's not a lot... Coaching? No, there's not a lot either. around where they're A, premiership players. Yeah. Be ex-captains. Because I, th- I think it has to be a team that's not in the premiership window that would do it. So, like, Hodge went out of Hawthorne on the way down. Um, but you look at any of those other ones who also still likely wouldn't do it. Geelong, Richmond and Collingwood would all back themselves to be in the frame for a I don't know if any of the Richmond players are at the age where they jump across. I don't remember how old Flosten is, but they're not leaving. He's not leaving. No. They wouldn't let McIntosh? him go. McIntosh is old and to forward so <laughs> yeah it's hard it's a it was a weird thing i think to see like it's what are they trying to attract yeah it's it's or strange get another polek is he still on the list uh yes what's he doing pittard's gone but polek's still yeah. there pittard um, had to go he had the worst leg tattoos i've ever seen castania <laughs> exists so like they're pretty bad they yeah. look like he had um like gangrene yeah it wasn't great not leg green from sliding on the 50 which <laughs> claims footballers weekly I don't think we brought that up on no, the podcast. It's a terrible joke. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I don't. I don't see a, a player going to them that doesn't have a role. They got Callum Coleman Jones because he wasn't getting played, and he's still not getting played. I also don't think they have a draw factor. Like Brisbane, for players who went there, had the fact that it's in Queensland, it's like the Sunshine the, Coast, like outside, outside of the footy, footy bubble. Yeah. Um, Perth has the draw home factor. Mm-hmm. Like Sydney's got the Sydney lifestyle. That Adelaide has churches. North doesn't really have, like, they're or, if, especially for a player who's already in Victoria, North doesn't have much that's going to draw them out of that. So they'd have to get chase an interstate player who wants to go home. I'd want to play, I, if I was a player, I'd want to play with Ben Cunnington. That's yeah, for sure. No one's that's, played with him this year. Yeah, well, that's something I would want to do. But, I mean, he's a big thing that could help prop them up, but he's old too. So, yeah. I don't know. They're in a bit of a state. Um, I heard the stat today that, Noble's win record is now worse than Neil's. I think it might have already been. Um, so it's it's at the by a fractional percent after the loss this week, um, and <laughs> it's just a it's a shocker. They're they're in a really bad way, and you don't see. There's not much of a good way out next year, is there? There's not much positivity. I think people thought there was at the end of last year because they played a, a few good games. I don't, I don't hate the idea that's been floated around about getting Silvani down there as a list manager. Um, and it all depends on what, is it Wright, is that his name, does as the as he's looking over yeah, their footy department. Yeah. It, it's an interesting one. Like, I am not 100% certain David Noble needs to go. But changes need to be made. Assistant coaches, uh, maybe even presidents and CEOs, like, there's not enough support for him there. Yeah. Um, and whether or not they want to keep him on for a few more years, uh, I don't think they can afford to cut another contract short. This will be the third in a row. Brad Scott was a bit a year ago. Obviously, Reece Shaw had his problems, um, and this would be the third one in a row they've cut early. Um, and not just like before the end of the season, with years yeah, to go. Yeah. Um, it, it would not work 
soft yeah. cap wouldn't allow it. That's why I don't think any trigger's been pulled, and that's why the review's in place. It is it is a troubling spot for them um, in a lot of ways because of that. Um, and yeah, it, it is a weird one because you, uh, there's not much Noble can do nope. currently. And one, they've had a lot of their best players out injured this year, Cunnington obviously being the major one of that, their best football at the club. Um, but two, there's just not the depth there. There's not enough going on that they can... And we talked earlier in the year in some of the games they were competitive in in the first half and that. There does seem to be some kind of a game plan. But when there's not the stock and cattle out there, and when they're playing with the level of disinterest they have the last two weeks... And I, I mean, I barely watched any of that Geelong game, but they were just chipping it around the back until they turned it over and then there was a goal. It was horrible to watch the fact that it was like Geelong didn't lost. need to put pressure on. Nope. They just sat in the midfield, put up a fence, and went, well, North will turn it over at some point. Yep. And they did. They yep. had Every time. less than 20 inside 50s to almost 80. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It could have been worse if Geelong weren't saving themselves for next week. I did say it was going to be 186 part two, and it was yeah, close. It, 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 it could have been. It felt like it in terms of without the score. <laughs> yeah. Um, that first quarter was a bit of false hope for North, and then they didn't register a score from I quarter think three they, six minutes. They scored two goals for the rest of the game. Yeah. Um, and that was in the third quarter. Uh, but I mean, if Spicer you can... uh, became the first person to kick his entire team's behinds tally on debut. So oh, really? I didn't know that. That's a fun fact. <laughs> he kicked both of their points. Um, I I think if you can get, and it's uh, an if, Taron Thomas to buy in and you get another round of youngsters in, you get Horn Francis to buy in, you move Goldstein on for picks. Um, you get Cunnington back in the middle. Cunnington, Horn Francis, Powell, uh, I've forgotten his name, Simpkin. Like, there are players there. Obviously, yep. Greenwood as well. Like, you can make that midfield work. And if you get that midfield firing, their defence isn't as under, under as much pressure. Def- Walker's a stopgap. Walker, Ben Mackay should be down back. kicked on him. <laughs> I would have said played a good game. He had the most intercepts on the ground. Um, and there's 80 inside 50s. Of yeah, course he's going to get intercepts. He but um, yeah, it's, it's a struggle for them. And I think Core played well too, actually, um, despite the scoreline. But uh, it, it's they are under so much pressure that it feels like, well, obviously, uh, it's more comparable to Mark Neal Melbourne, but it feels like early days, oh, sorry, late days, uh, Brendan Bolton at Carlton, yeah, I agree where that. the defence is playing well, but they are under so much pressure that they can't with, with, withhold it. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one to assess for them. Um, and Horn Francis seems to be all but gone. Um, I hope not. I would hate to see I, the Hawk fans celebrating. Um, well, you could go to Adelaide. I wouldn't hate that. Maybe that's just a swap. Let's swap text for Horn Francis. Yeah, let's, let's start our rebuild by bringing in a racist. <laughs> That'll make, He'll that'll, get that'll make our most talented young player very happy, won't it? Yeah. Um, Jesus Christ. He shouldn't be playing anyway. I Sorry, Adelaide fans. Yeah. I. Whichever club he is at next year, um, I'm sorry for them as well, whether it be Adelaide or someone else. We said it before. I hope it's Collingwood. That would just fit. It would fit, wouldn't it? Tex mm-hmm. and Dugowie in the same forward line? Mm. Just get Stringer in there too and just really complete that setup. Oh, Actually, that's, Stringer's that's not a racist. For Stringer. He just... Pedophile. <laughs> It was consensual for him and the family. Um, Which makes it almost worse. So weird. Um, <laughs> all the footy scandals, that has got to be my, like, the one that still makes me scratch my head. It's like the parents are like, no, it's all good. She's it's like, 16, it's, but it's like Steven Tyler fans. Aerosmith, but football. Yeah. Um, oh, he's gross. He's a weird looking man. Oh, I had to pick on appearance, but he is gross. Weird looking dude. Um, my interesting one this week is, 
with the fact that Melbourne's forward line isn't their strength. No. Um, I wonder if Geelong swing Henry forward again to play on Lever. I don't think Melbourne's forward line needs to be at strength. Melbourne. Well, I agree with that, but I just mean that that would mean that if you've got De Koning, Guthrie, Collar's obviously got concussion, but if you've got a mostly full strength back line without Stewart, that you probably don't need Henry in the back line against Melbourne's forward line. If Jackson's back, you might. Yeah, um, that's true. But you don't. You don't know. Melbourne, um, obviously, it's easy to see why they're good, but all they need to do is play a burst quarter and they can just destroy Absolutely. you. Absolutely. And it doesn't matter. When, when it could be Wiedemann or Harms or someone it's Petrarca, in the forward Gorn, line getting on the end Petrarca, of it. Gorn, Oliver, Jackson are constantly kicking goals. This is what makes Melbourne so dangerous. Oh, of course. But it's the fact that they don't need their forwards to be top-notch. No. They can have Sparrow oh. bob up and kick two. And they I can have agree with that. And that's Harms kind of kick where three I mean, in a game. Is it better for them to Toby try and shut down Lever? Because Lever's intercept game is a huge part of where they run off. And if you can have someone try and clamp that. I would rather Because I think Petty goes to Cameron, if he can, and May goes to Hawkins. That's the obvious matchups. And Lever tries to play probably on Rowan, if, that, if, that, if Melbourne got their way. I would not let Lever play on Rowan, so maybe you're right. <laughs> maybe you're right. Um, and that, that'd be Melbourne's setup. So you wonder how that changes. And obviously Cameron will roll through the middle again. They can move it throughout the game. That's yeah, the absolutely. benefit this year is that they have a lot of defenders and they can There's swap a, into different spots. And it's a much spots. more A, B and C game plan than we've seen in previous years. Which is good. Um, we'll see. Uh, usually when we see that during a season, and prelims. they'll start in the prelims and they'll just go back to kick mark. And I don't know why. Yeah. it's uh, it, it writes itself. Um, so we'll see. It'll, it'll, it's a fascinating game. Um, it's finally they've actually put a fixture on a Thursday that probably should be there. Um, so they got rid of that next year. No Thursday game. Floating fixture's gone. Oh, I really like the floating fixture. They're just releasing fixture. the first fifteen games off the bat, and then the last, then was it six, and then one. I mean, whatever. Melbourne Brisbane was on a Thursday, but it ended up being a shitter. Brisbane Bulldogs, Richmond Carlton. Both of those have been pretty good this oh, year, so they haven't been terrible. Yeah, I just feel like sometimes... Those, the, it was the two Friday nights that really killed me, when they had West Coast Essendon, which ended up being a cracker. There's been a couple of But when you put Fridays. West Coast Essendon and it was GWS Bulldogs or something, as the two... And it was just irrelevant... Uh, GWS Hawthorne, wasn't it? Yeah, two irrelevant games on a Friday night. Brisbane Collingwood was on a Thursday as well, 98 to 91. That was all right. That was. And that was where I think people didn't really get that Collingwood going to be good. Yeah, I think that was like everyone was like, mm. oh, Brisbane didn't play a good game. Yeah. But, We've seen from there that Collingwood have been very impressive. It'll be very interesting to see how they go. Obviously, it looks like Moore's cleared of any serious damage, um, but they are a couple of injuries away from being a problem. Yes. Um, They're a threat, though, in in the sense that every time they play a good good team, they're close. mm. Um, The games they've dropped have been the ones that you've been disappointed in them for dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just maturity, I did, I did see it? a stat, and obviously we've been cheering Gold Coast on as much as we can this year. But Hasn't helped. That's died. Um, the last six weeks... Gold Coast have gone three and three, mm-hmm. and two of those games they've lost by less than two goals. Collingwood have gone six and zero, oh, and their percentage over that six week patch is eleven worse than Gold Coast. Yeah, and it's just a sign of a team, and that's when you've got you know, Pendlebury and Sidebottom and more. Sidebottom has been huge this year. When you've got a team that just knows how to get it done in those tough situations, which I think Gold Coast just don't yet. No, um, and they'll get there. I think. I think there's a lot of promise this year. I think Jew definitely keeps his job now. I think that they have shown. If they get rid of Jew. They're idiots. Yeah. I don't care how good Clark's Their game presentation plan is, is so exciting to he watch. wouldn't even do one. The way they've been playing without King even in that forward mm-hmm. line has been brilliant. Um, their back line is phenomenal. 
Imagine how dangerous they could be if they moved Troll to the third tall. Yeah, it'd be incredible. Like, um, so I, I'm excited to see Gold Coast next year. I think this is a big year. I hope it's not like an Essendon 2.0 where they just show us some excitement well, and then disappear. I mean, but they're probably not even going to make finals, so it's barely an Essendon 1.0. I, I think they'll finish in that ninth to eleventh bracket. Yeah, um, I would have loved to see it. Yeah. I think they've been deserving. It was the last for a couple they had of years. To win one of the last two against Port or Collingwood. Um, and they just fell short I both mean, they times. they could go on to win every game for the rest well, of the year. They but... <laughs> could. Um, it's just less likely now that they've lost yeah. those two fixtures against the teams around them because that's also the problem. Had they beaten Collingwood, Changes they kept the shape themselves of that in that mix. Eight to 12. Um, whereas now Collingwood's, you know, equal fifth. Mm. Um, it's a very tight bottom four. Well, the, uh, bottom four of the top eight. If Geelong beat Melbourne this weekend, which I don't see happening without Tom Stewart, mm-hmm. then there's every chance the top four eight Geelong wins. Would be crazy. Which would be incredible. And then possibly the next three after that mm-hmm. also equal on wins. So that could that's one of the most incredible top eight. It's gotta be setups. it's gotta be one of the tightest since like twenty eleven. Yeah. Where it felt like everyone in that top eight had an inkling of a chance. It feels like now the top eight the top eight is set. I think St Kilda Sydney is the only real we talked about earlier. Yeah. That's the only real thing that I can think of slide around. The Bulldogs draw is too hard. Um Port's got way too much percentage to make up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gold Coast had their two chances in the last couple of weeks, you think. Obviously, this year has thrown so many spanners in the works that who knows. Oh, yeah, anything St. can St Kilda happen. looked like a real top four threat for a long time, and now they might not even make the finals. Well, I mean, St Kilda could continue the form from yeah. the other night, and who knows, Carlton could go over to, and that, to WA and lose Freo, to West Coast. St Kilda Freo game is fascinating now as well, because the way St Kilda were playing earlier in the year, um, and they beat Freo, I think Frio's. Um, I think Frio's cracks are starting to show. I don't think they're terrible, but I think people are starting to work it out. Well, that's where I think. Um, and I think part of that might be due to playing Fife and Mundy together. That's where we talk about. Um, you know that that anyone in the eight can do it. I think currently of the top eight, the only team I think can't is Sydney, and that's only because the gulf between their best and their worst is massive, and to win a grand final, they have to play their best four weeks in a row. Yeah. And they haven't been able to get. I think to that their best four weeks in a row could do it. Oh, absolutely! But, but will they? They haven't done that. And no. when they play their worst, they are horrendous to watch. I think most um, of the other teams in the eight have shown at least three to four weeks worth of dominance. They've football. all had five or six week streaks of wins. Mm-hmm. Um, Collingwood and Geelong are both on one currently a six week streak. Yep. I think Collingwood had a five week streak earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Carlton, Melbourne, and Freo all started the year just in incredible yep. form. Um, and we know what Brisbane are like. So all of those teams have shown that they can play at their best for sustained periods, mm-hmm. and Sydney haven't. They, they'll, and they're still around the mark because they're doing it the other way. They're playing two weeks on, one week off, three weeks on kind of thing. Yeah. And the one week off has a couple of times, luckily for them, come against teams that are awful. And mm-hmm. then, you know, well, it didn't help against Essendon. Yeah, but it did against North. True. Um, where, you know, <laughs> goal kicking kept North in it, and Sydney's woeful football kicking kept North in it. Yeah, well... I don't want to talk about accuracy this week. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of teams that don't. I think yeah. West Coast are in there. I mean, if Richmond hadn't kicked straight, West Coast win that game. Yeah, I reckon. I that reckon was, they could have. It was incredible. It was like 21-8 or something from Richmond. It was a phenomenal effort. I remember there was a it was a game. And some of those goals kicked from the pockets were... I think there was a game maybe, I want to say almost 10 years back. I know Brisbane were one of the two teams, but I remember looking at the scoreline on the train one day and it was something like 21-3 to 20 goals... Four and I was like, in what world? Remember, in what world does that happen? I remember a few years ago, Brisbane had that game where they beat Frio by a goal, but they kicked like eleven goals, twenty nine or something. Um, and they seem to have really turned that around this year, um, which I think is helpful for the fact that 
Cameron seems to be their main target up forward and not Hitwood. Um, no offence to Hitwood, he just... When he's the main pass the yips onto the Bulldogs, really. Yeah, it's true. How do, speaking of Hipwood, by the way, no oh. no suspension. Ah, uh, mm. I think the second angle made it look worse. It was a not a good look. The question is, did he deliberately push the player into the umpire, or was like it incidental? It, when you see the second, you can he knew he could see the umpire was there. It's a tough one. I think he should and have at least one. Been... There should have been a free kick, mm. and then he got a goal from it. Mm. Like it, the, the Bulldogs player should have got a free kick regardless because the ball was nowhere near them. Um, two, it should have been a week, I think. It's hard. I don't really know how to grade umpire contact. Yeah. Like, because it is all over the place, isn't it? You had the, the Hawkins one, which I never helped when it's Hawkins. I mean, technically, Hipwood didn't even touch the When umpire. he just kind of, the umpire put his hand in his face and he pushed it away. And then Green Green's got more punishment because he's one. Green as well, but like it still Green deserved was the worst one. a whack. But there's been some that should have got one and got nothing. So it's it's a confusing Well, it's like a hard one. Pickett, because... got, Pickett got no weeks for his, which was... Pretty identical to the Hawkins one, which was two weeks. You just don't know how to grade them because I mean, Fife got pushed into it, and that one I was fine with them letting yeah, go. That I agree with that. Um, but again, like it's it's tough. You have Anything to assume trait. that he, in that moment, decided to push him directly into the it's umpire true. to get free. I don't think <laughs> many players would do that. Yeah, it is true. Um, but I'd hope not. Wonder. Anything that goes straight to the tribunal is a raffle, though. Oh yeah, of course. Um, it's a, it's a bizarre bizarre time um i think it's an interesting week this week in terms of the fact that the games look like they should be some of the games look like they should be straightforward mm. like you think sydney beat the bulldogs at home but sydney are atrocious at home this year and mm, the bulldogs, that is true the bulldogs like small space um <laughs> collingwood should monster north i think collingwood are playing very good football and i don't know they've dropped their bundle to lower teams this year that is true I and mean, they lost to west coast when west coast couldn't hit a target god how good would it be if gold coast beat richmond though yeah. A Metricon. That, that'd be great. Gold Coast are really strong up there this year. Um, St. Kilda Frio. And there's three games currently that are even odds. Are there? Geelong, Melbourne, Richmond, Gold Coast, and St. Kilda Frio are all even odds currently. Not on my app. <laughs> Not on your app? Yeah, this has got Melbourne favourites by about 50 cents. What were the other two? Uh, the Gold Coast, Richmond. That one's even. And, and Frio St Kilda's Frio St Kilda. 50 cents Melbourne's way uh, Don't gamble Gamble is Gambling is bad Don't gamble is, responsibly gambling Don't gamble dumb. at all Gambling is, is Gambling ads should be illegal I legally can't So it's fine There we go um, I hate gambling ads Is my <laughs> Awful stuff I yeah, can't no. The fact that We've banned things like Your cigarette advertising And that mm-hmm. During sport Or just in general But like kids just watch sport Kids love watching sport I reckon on average, there'd probably be more kids that watch more games of football in a weekend than adults. And they just get gambling ad after gambling well, ad. Some of the ad breaks are just nothing but. When you are watching live sport in Australia between 5am and 8.30pm, you're not supposed to see any gambling Is ads whatsoever. Is that why they love having a football game in Victoria start so late? Possibly. gambling ads in? And also on any football TV show or replays, gambling ads galore. But live football or live sport in general, you're not allowed to play gambling ads on. Interesting. I think you shouldn't be able to play them at all. At all. No, I agree. And I would like it if Twitter would stop promoting them to me. I have to <laughs> block a new one every week. Company, and they make new gambling companies all the time. I can keep blocking them. I, th- I feel like they have to all be subsidiaries they do, just to right? funnel people into the ecosystem or something. It's baffling stuff. It would be like, oh, welcome to Bud Zone Bet. And I'm like, who the hell is gambling on Bud Zone Bet? I. I 
that Ladbrokes <laughs> campaign that ran for a while there, there are there aren't many things I can think of that are more repulsive than A, gambling, and B, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> like, the combo of that. I, yeah. Mark Wahlberg, the man who spread COVID in Australia. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg, the man who beats up people of colour for fun. And, and yells slows at them while doing it. Anyway. Um, but now Marky Mark is Mark McGowan, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't don't mention a Labour uh, <laughs> member to any football fan. They'll fucking lose their shit. <laughs> oh, or just mention the McGowan government. Not around Mick Mulhouse, at least, who thinks that McGowan somehow managed to derail particularly only West Coast season. Yeah. Um, Fremantle. It's so funny. Not Especially when he said it, Freo were equal top. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, Mark McGowan. Said, no, no. The reason it happened is that all of the West Coast players have kids. Yeah. And that schools were full of COVID. Younger. And they all got COVID. Like, it was just unlucky. Mm. Um, I, don't, I don't know how it was any... And especially the fact that despite that WA obviously got it later, the numbers aren't that different to Victorian numbers. No. <clears throat> West like, Coast just got really, really unlucky. Yeah, they got hit in the first six weeks all over and over. Injuries and COVID. And you look at teams who've had them out one per week since then, it's probably starting to even up. Yeah. Um, and obviously it wasn't just it wasn't just COVID, it was injuries as well. Oh, sorry, I think people forget that. Yeah. They and were suspensions, I think they had a couple in there as well. Sheed's only played one game this Yo year. Yo came back it? from injury and punched someone in the waffle waffle. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Yeah, he came back from injury, played one game in the waffle against Subi, decked someone and missed another week. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> Tim was a bit quiet that week, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> he went down. He watched him. He was like, oh, no. I'll have to go look up that footage. And then he came back and started having. Yeah. Uh, something. Done something. He's he's not in. Sheed's out as well. It's not great. They were starting to get some form back. and How much better did they look with Matt Nui in the midfield? Yeah, it's huge. He's just... He makes such a difference to that team. Which is bad in a way because... Yeah, they have nothing to cover it. Injuries and age. He's going down and what have they got? Maybe he goes to North. <laughs> they can have him and Goldstein. Oh, boy. Uh, at least Goldstein plays close to 100% game time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They yeah. could rotate the two of them. Yeah, well. All right, I'm, I'm thinking that's us for the week. We've yeah. started rambling. We're getting close to 40 minutes, which is usually only reserved for special episodes. Special episodes. Where we're particularly funny. Yeah, uh, the only thing... Greg? Sorry, my cat's name's Greg. <laughs> and he's annoying. <laughs> he stole your phone. He did. I tried to check the scores before and he was sitting on it. Okay, that's enough cat updates. Uh, We're done. Uh, We'll see you next week after another round of scintillating sports ball. Okay, bye. Bye.